Welcome to So Here's the Thing, the podcast for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and creative educators who are ready to take their business to the next level. Through candid conversations, tactical approaches, and a few unpopular opinions, we're lifting the veil on what it takes to build both a life and a business that you love. I'm your host, Leila Amati, a coach for creatives and founder of the Creative Educator Academy, where I help entrepreneurs step into the role of industry leaders and educators. I'm so glad that you're here. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. Today we have the lovely Sarah of Sarah and Design. She's back joining us again. I know she's been on the show several times. You guys probably all know her for those of you who are loyal listeners. And for those of you who are new around here, Sarah is incredible. She is my business bestie and real life bestie. The way that we became best friends was I actually hired Sarah to create my first like custom branding for my photography business. And that's where we first met. And she has taken me through brand redesigns, pivots in my business, refining my offers. And that's what we're talking about today because she herself has gone through this journey. So Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me back. It's always so good to be here with you, obviously, and with your audience too. Um, I'm super excited that we get to talk about this today because that's something that we've really gotten to see being friends in business and in life, what it takes to make those shifts together uh, and really walking through each of those, both from a life and a business standpoint. So um, I'm excited to see what we can talk about that might be helpful for your audience too. Yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, I feel like we've both, as you mentioned, just like had that front row seat to the ever evolving journey of like, okay, what does my business look like today versus a year ago versus three years ago? And I think a lot of people probably wonder about that, you know, as they're going through, like, I wonder how many people are listening to this being like, I need somebody to talk to about this. Yeah, it definitely helps to have the listening ear. As we've said before on the podcast, when you're a solo entrepreneur, or maybe you only have one or two people on your team, you're still in that CEO and visionary position where you're having to make these decisions on your own. And just having a business bestie or even a podcast you get to tune into can really help feel like you have someone to process all of it with and make those shifts with some intention. Yeah, hopefully this podcast can like serve as as a little bit of that for people. I mean, that's why I started it and you were there. Sarah was there when I started this podcast years ago. And the whole concept of it was to provide that for people. So hopefully you guys will get some of that today. I'm excited to hear like all the things you have to say about this because we haven't actually talked about like the process in a long time, we've just been present for each other's processes. So let's dive into like all the things. So first off, maybe share some of your journey and I can share mine too, but like what has refining your offers looked like in your business? And, and you could do like the short and long of it, like, you know, whatever, whatever version you want to start sharing. And then we can kind of dig into like the how. Yeah, that sounds great. You are so right. We've never really reflected on this together. We've been there in the moments and gone through it, but it's kind of different to look at it in the rearview mirror post making some of these shifts in business. So I would say both of our difference, both of our businesses do look very different from the way they looked a year ago or three years ago or seven years ago, like you talked about. Um, mine was non-existent seven years ago. So <laughs> a lot of changes we've been through together. Um, for me, I guess first, one of the biggest shifts that I made in business was letting go of wedding stationery. That was actually where I got my start was doing calligraphy and custom stationery design for 
uh, brides and grooms. And that one was actually a pretty easy shift for me. I could see a lot of benefit in making a shift from wedding stationery design into brand design because the brand design projects were more profitable. And to me, they were also a lot less stressful. So it had that balance of making financial sense, but also being something that made a lot of emotional sense. So it felt like a very natural shift into brand design and away from wedding stationery. For me, that actually kind of felt like going back to my roots. It allowed me to return to the skills that I had developed in my design program in college. So it just felt like this really organic and natural transition to shift into that. Yeah, I love that. I actually like you, you even got there before I could ask, you know, like about your history in going to school for what you do now, which I think is pretty rare in our industry. I mean, I didn't, so I can, I can say it's, you know, out of the two, this 50% in this conversation have been formally trained to do what they do. Although now I guess with education I have, but, but in the beginning with like photography, I was self-taught. So I love that you were able to like draw on your skills that you learned in school in a program to be able to kind of have your pick of what you do. So what you said it was pretty easy for you to let go of that. Um, now the second time you went around and like, I don't even want to say pivot cause it's not, it wasn't a pivot, but you're refining what you do. Like talk to us a little bit about that. And was that like a more difficult thing for you to refine? Um, and then I'll talk about maybe some of the differences between my refining things and your refining things. Yeah, definitely. I think we've had different processes along the way. So it'll be interesting to kind of compare and contrast a little bit there. So yeah, that first shift away from wedding stationery was really natural and made a lot of sense for me. Um, Adding in that brand design has been a staple of my business ever since then. It's still a signature service for me. But the most recent shift in my business was a lot harder. And that was over the past year or so letting go of custom website design. So as of right now, I'm focusing my offerings only on brand design. And there are a few reasons that kind of led to that shift. First, there was a season in my business where I felt like I really hit this creative rut. I was bringing in website design projects from an industry that didn't really creatively inspire me. And I was working with clients who, although they were really kind people, were not a good fit aesthetically and in terms of style and visual direction. I kept getting referrals from this same group of clients. So this type of project just kept filling my calendar and they were coming in with a lot of their own ideas for the brand and asking me to execute websites that turned out to be way outside of the desired scope of work. So I just overall felt like I was losing touch with the brand design, which I really loved so much. And I was getting lost in these website design projects that made me feel overwhelmed and uninspired. And honestly, it was kind of hard to face that. I felt a lot of guilt there. Like, this is my business. How did I let it get this way? You know, how could I be stuck in this rut when I'm the one who made the decisions to get there? You know, why did I take these clients who are draining so much life and joy out of my business? And at the root of all of it was definitely fear. I was taking on projects that would provide income, but not joy. And so income did feel really important in that season. Uh, My husband had recently quit his job to become a full-time student and we had made a cross-country move, all relying on me as the primary income provider. So it did feel like an important season to honor the financial side of things, but I let it go a little too far uh, and turned into this creatively uninspiring season of business that was not providing the type of inspiration that I want out of my small business. So even though it was a great year financially for my business, I ended it in a lot of ways feeling like I had just failed on the creativity side. 
Uh, I was feeling stuck in this business that felt worse than a corporate job with no way out. It was like quitting wasn't an option because I wouldn't be able to match my income with a corporate job. And yet there I was complaining to you every day that I was browsing LinkedIn for job openings and feeling jealous of Starbucks baristas because their jobs seem so much better than mine. (laughs) So it's just this really tough season of business to be in. And that's kind of what sparked those changes and really looking at, okay, what would it look like to refine these services and really, I mean, kind of push beyond refine. You know, I started thinking about refinement and what that would look like, um, kind of alleviating some of the tension that I was experiencing. And to me, that could mean experience uh, improvements to client experience, client workflow, boundaries I could set. But I kind of started looking at it in a bigger way and asking myself, is this service even essential to my business? And what is essential? Is it bringing profit and joy into my business? Is it something I want to keep at all? Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Because one, I think it's like really refreshing to hear like the true vulnerability behind the emotion of running your own business. And like, is this fulfilling? Because we all know why we start our businesses for the most part. Everybody that I that I coach and that I work with and that I know and I'm friends with, we all say, you know, we we wanted the creative art that we do, no matter what it is, like no matter what niche that puts you in. But we also wanted the freedom and the time and but fulfillment was a part of that. You know what I mean? And so I think that when we start to get really successful. I mean, it's one of those things where it's kind of hard to talk about like, oh, I'm so successful. I'm making bank. I'm doing really well. But like, this isn't what I signed up for. And and that's hard to get out of. Yeah, it's a very stuck feeling. And like you said, it's you're experiencing success in one way. But then on the back end, you know, you're drowning and it just doesn't feel good at all. It doesn't feel like the way that you want to run your business. So there is that balance between the emotional side of it and the financial side. And I think if we want to be really successful in our businesses, we have to have both. So if it's not meeting both of those standards, it's time to make one of those shifts or to make a refinement in your business. Yeah. I love that like checkpoint of like, is it both? And how do I decide, you know, where to go from there? Um, The biggest difference I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit with you is that I've watched you do all these things. Like I've watched you make every single one of these moves. I've been privileged enough to have like that front row seat and you've seen me and my journey, which was, I mean, I will say like, not everybody has the same type of like, I don't want to say it was easy, but like, I do feel like sometimes the journey of my business, the map was like writing itself. It was very organic. It was very natural. The shifts all made sense. Like, there was no massive quote unquote pivot. Like it was just this next thing makes sense. Now I'm focusing on working with speakers because those are the people who are coming to me more and who need more help. And I now have like the ability to help them more, you know? So like that made sense going from working with all different types of educators, which I still kind of do in some respects, but to focusing more on speakers and creating resources for them. Like that was a natural shift. Same with like teaching photographers versus teaching general business owners. Like I was lucky in that. But the one thing I really struggled with that I don't think, and I want actually, I'm going to say, I don't think, but I'm going to ask you, like, I don't feel like you struggled with as much was like, I have this really big problem with letting things go and allowing that thing to be done and gone. I don't know. It's like personality type, like 
I feel like you're so good about that, right? Like, do you feel like that was easier for you to be like, nope, I'm done. Like once you make the decision, maybe the decision is hard, but once you make the decision, you're, you're done. Whereas you had to tell me as my designer, like, Laylee, it's time to remove photographer from your homepage. And I was like, never. And you were like, no, you need to do it. And I was like, I was, I will live and die as a photographer. Like I was once a photographer and I will forever be that. And that was so hard for me emotionally. I don't yeah, know. you hit the nail on the head with all of that. <laughs> As you were talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I love to quit something. <laughs> I mean, thoughtfully and intentionally. And like you said, the decision making can be hard, but I do feel really good usually about kind of being able to leave things behind and be able to really be done with something and let it be part of a past season. Whereas I know for you, there was so much emotion attached to all the different early parts of your business. Uh, and it makes sense. I mean, those are things that you poured a lot of time and effort into and they serve clients really well. So I think it's normal to experience some of that, um, not quite regret, you know, but just a hard time letting go of those things. Uh, it makes sense. And I think that's where we kind of have to maybe put on a little bit more of the business hat, which you always do, you know, to to make the best decisions for your brand and for what you can do next. I think it's normal for that to be challenging. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I really am really bad at it. Like if I'm being completely honest, I, and you guys listening, this is really fun for us because, or for me at least, cause I'm literally forgetting that this is a podcast episode and now I'm just like venting to a friend, <laughs> but it is so hard for me. I mean, I quit teaching many years ago. I've had my business for a decade at this point, And I still get asked to go back and work with high schoolers and dance teams. And I still do it because I literally like cannot let it go. I mean, granted, that's a little different because it's like a passion project, but I feel like with everything, it's really hard for me to let go. Hey friend, I know it can be super overwhelming and intimidating to start on the path of becoming an educator, but if that is something that you're passionate about and that you're excited about, I have got a free gift for you. I've created an ebook that is going to help you learn about the big mistakes holding creatives back from becoming profitable, impactful educators and how to avoid making those mistakes in your own journey. So if you want to grab that free ebook, head to laylieamadi.com slash ebook, or just head to the show notes at so here's the thing podcast.com and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys and I'm cheering you on on your educator journey. Do you have words of wisdom on that for, for those of us who are like straight up clingers to like the past? Straight up clingers. <laughs> yes, I have some advice for you. <laughs> um, I think it is different for everybody and it is normal to want to honor those parts of our past or, you know, kind of pre present business that we're trying to let go of. I feel like for me, I'm often asking myself, like I mentioned before that question, is this essential? Is this essential to my business? So it's moving beyond just looking at the things that I kind of like, or this is also fun, but really is this essential and life-giving to me? So when I really look at that, I feel like I'm reframing it in terms of what I want out of my life. And what feels essential to me are sunsets on the patio with my husband, appreciating the bloom of the almond trees in the spring. Those are things that I really look for and want to have in my life. And when I start to look at my business and what's taking over my time and my schedule and projects that get out of scope, I start looking at those trade-offs. And I know that website design that gets too far out of scope and is not creatively fulfilling is stealing those moments from me. And so for me, that means I have to make that shift in order to get those moments that feel truly essential back into my life. 
And at first I thought website design was essential for me too. It was a major part of my income and this complete package was a major selling point. But when I took a deeper look, I realized it just wasn't aligned with the definition of essential on a deeper level. And it certainly wasn't bringing the joy into my business. And maybe the profit wasn't really as high as I thought either, because sure, the finances looked good, but what was the real cost there? Again, it's like, how many sunsets did I miss for this? And that's where I'm at, where I make those decisions. And it feels easier to let things go, knowing that that trade-off is 100% worth it for me. Oh, so good. You're so poetic. No. <laughs> well, maybe sometimes, you know, there's a lot of thought that <laughs> that has to happen before I can get to the poetic point. There's a lot of complaining behind the scenes <laughs> before we get there. Both and something good. you kind of didn't really touch on too, as you're talking about kind of these natural steps in your business, you talked about how hard it is to let go of some of the work that you would do for um, drill teams or for photography. And I think we need to talk about the fact that it's really hard to let go of things you're good at. <laughs> I mean, those are things that you were successful at, you were experiencing the financial success, you had done a great job building your talents and your skill sets. And it's really hard to kind of put in all that work to get to this top level and then decide to drop something. And that is a challenge all in its own to start over new and fresh at something that maybe you don't have the experience at or you're not as good at right away. And that's its own very difficult challenge. Um, Yeah, that's a very good point. Honestly, it, it is. It's really hard. And I know I always, I have to tell myself this, but I feel like I struggle to really receive it is like, just because you're good or great at something doesn't mean you have to do that thing. But it is hard when you have seen success in, in all the different respects. And especially as like a small business owner and as an Enneagram three who like struggles with this, but like seeing those numbers of, wow, I made so much money when I was doing photography and education, basically both full time. Like that was was it sustainable? No. Was I mentally healthy? Absolutely not. Was I physically healthy? No, I was falling apart. But man, my bank account was happy. Like, you're right in saying, like, what? where does that fall in your priorities? Because it, it shouldn't have been at the top for me at the time. But it is hard to let that go. Yeah, those trade-offs do happen. You know, it's like you start to see those things in your life that are telling that there needs to be a shift made. But it's so hard to see that in the moment. You know, we're talking about it now as it's in the rear view, but as it's unfolding, that's so difficult to be there, to feel stuck, you know, that tension between feeling stuck in something's not right, but also I'm experiencing success in this other way. So it's just, it's really hard when you're there in that moment. And I feel for all the people listening who are maybe in that season right now or trying to come out of it. It's just, it's a really tough place to be. Yeah, it really is. And I I also just like as a note of encouragement for people who are listening who might feel that way, I'm going to say this and it might not sound encouraging, but I promise it's meant to be like it never fully this this process never fully ends because I I mean, I think it's just it's just part of entrepreneurship is you're consistently evolving your business and your mindset is constantly changing and all of your goals are are changing because you're a human being who is at the head of your business. So like I guess my I guess my encouragement would be like try not to put so much pressure on it and don't be afraid to try, which is something I would love to hear like your opinion on in that I already know it because you've guided me through the don't be afraid to try kind of like talk. So maybe talk to us about that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, don't be afraid to try for sure. Again, I think it's just looking at those trade-offs on what are you giving up by not trying? You know, when you talk about 
that this will always be an ongoing thing in our businesses. And even though that's challenging, that's what we want. You know, I, I don't think it would be very exciting to run a business that never had any new changes or room for growth or room for new and exciting and inspiring ideas. So even though it's uncomfortable to kind of go through those growth pains, we want those things in our business. We want to be able to have that ability to make shifts and to shape our business into what we want it to be in this next season, you know, for every new season that we get that, uh, we get that choice to shape our business to be what we want it to. Um, yeah, I do. I think there is a lot of trial and error when you're trying something new. And I always hear from my husband that progress isn't always linear. And I think that's so true that there's kind of this, you know, you'll have a moment where things are going really well, and then maybe you're taking a few steps back, and then you get this growth spurt again. And that's normal. That's part of the process. It it takes a long time. And that's certainly been the case for me and the shifts that I've made and some of the shifts that lately I've watched you make is that it takes a long time to make those shifts to wrap up, you know, the existing projects of what you're doing, shifting to this new ideal client, a new marketing strategy. Those all take a lot of time. And for me, I would say it's been almost a year of phasing out website design. And it took that amount of time to kind of get to this place where I am now. And I know that you've had similar long tracks for some of the things that you've done in your business too. So just adding to that, don't be afraid to try. Also just be patient. Like the meaningful change takes time. And I know what it feels like to feel stuck and to feel overwhelmed and burnt out and making a change feels so urgent. Like something has got to give. Again, I'm thinking of quitting everything and applying to be a barista tomorrow, <laughs> but you've got to give yourself some time for those changes to take place. And they will, they really will. So celebrating those little tangible changes and wins as the change is unfolding is so important, even if it feels really small, there's steps in the right direction. And over time, your business will reflect those changes on a larger scale. Yeah. I mean, like, as you were talking about that, I just couldn't help but think about all the people we know, and especially like the people we met at the creative educator conference, becoming an educator and like growing that I always say it takes so much time, but it, it also takes, it takes time to make the shift. Right. And so I think so many people listen to this who are maybe in that season. So I'm so happy that you shared that, that piece on patience, because I think you need it no matter what you do. But I think when you're adding in like a whole separate, like leg of your business, you need even more patience. And I know I struggled with that. And you watched me struggle with that and watched me struggle with like, how much do I scale back from the business that's making a lot of money in order to make space to create things that will hopefully be profitable in the future but are in this like secondary industry for my business. And that can be really hard. So thanks for sharing that reminder. Yeah, I kind of want to hear a little bit more about that from you, if you don't mind sharing. I feel like that, again, is maybe a difference in some of the shifts that we've made that for me, in a lot of ways, it was kind of refining in the sense that I'm cutting out services, but not adding anything new at the time, you know, that I really wanted to make that refinement and focus fully on a signature service and commit myself to that. But for you, a lot of your shifts kind of came from this place, not of wanting to cut out other things because you weren't enjoying them, but because you wanted to add new things to your business. And so you had to let go of something. It wasn't that you hated this part of your business and couldn't stand to have it anymore. It was that you're growing to this place where you cannot do all of the things at once, like something had to go. <laughs> so what does it look like to balance your time in a way that allows for new projects and new growth and having to give things up to, to make that possible. Okay. I straight up feel like I'm in a really beautiful therapy session right now because 
as you were saying that, I was like, oh, wait, this actually makes sense about why I struggle so much to let things go because I wasn't unhappy with any of the things I was doing. I love photography. I loved being a high school teacher. I loved teaching dance and being a choreographer. I love coaching one-on-one. I love my courses. I literally love everything I do. I love getting on stages to speak. Love the podcast. Yeah, if anything, you loved it so much that you were overcommitted and overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, it was like, that's where you were seeing some of the struggle is you just poured so much love and heart into these things. And so there wasn't anything that you were actually really hoping to get rid of in your business. It was more you had to if you wanted to make room for these new and exciting things. So I think that's probably the case for a lot of people listening out there, you know, as they have this new big idea that they want to implement and it's, I think it's important for you to hear from us that you can't always do all the things at once. You know, Laylee is probably the best person I know at juggling a million things at one time. And even she had to let some things go. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think I loved myself over to burnout. Like it, it's, you know, it's hard to be passionate, to be multi-passionate and to want to do all, all the things. But yeah, I mean, I think at, at the end of the day, I kind of had to ask myself a couple of those questions, kind of like you talked about in the beginning that you asked yourself those two questions. I asked myself maybe a few more because I'm the overthinker, but like, you know, the question, the biggest thing, I think the biggest question I asked myself that was such a clear answer was like, do I want to try this new thing? Because if I want to create this new thing, I have to stop some of the current things I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I would just kind of list it out. And you saw this process firsthand where we would list all the things I did on a piece of paper, like on a wall size post-it or a Google doc or both because I'm crazy. And the list was like never freaking ending. It was so long. And so little by little, I just kind of like started taking a big red Sharpie and marking through some things that I thought, A, I could either let go of forever or B, I could hit pause on while I created the new thing and then kind of revisit. Like, am I good to let it go or am I, is this new thing set? And now I can return back to, you know, doing more photography or doing more whatever. Sometimes it works out, but I also want to share that sometimes it doesn't. Like, how long has YouTube been on my list? I mean, I've talked about it on the podcast before. Every every like six months on the podcast, I'm like, coming soon, YouTube channel. Here's hoping that one day happens, but like I still haven't had the time to do it. So I don't know. It is, it's hard, but I feel like just like being honest with yourself, having like a good amount of reflection time, and then not just sitting in the reflection, but taking some action is probably like the most important part. And also remembering that nothing is permanent. If tomorrow I want to go back to teaching, I could, I mean, I wouldn't, but I could. If tomorrow (laughs) I wanted to just pick up my camera and put down my mic, totally I could. Again, I probably wouldn't because it all, it's all been for the best. It's all been for, you know, the benefit of all the things, but I'm so glad you said that. I feel like that gives me a lot of comfort when I'm thinking about making a shift is just to remember that few things in life are truly permanent. You know, you still have the same skills and talents that you did before making whatever shift you're you're thinking about now. You can always go back to them. And I feel the same way that maybe one day I will return to website design and include that in my packages again. And that's okay. You know, there's no judgment on changing what you're doing again in the future. All I know is that for right now, it isn't serving me in this season. And it doesn't mean that it can't play a role in a future season of my business. So that just, I feel like it helps me make those decisions with a little bit more comfort that it's always there. You know, you can always return to it. It's not like you're going to lose that skill or talent or experience. And it's it's there waiting if you ever want to reach out for it again. Yeah. And the people can dream because I know there's a ton of people out there who constantly ask like, who designed your website? How can I hire them? And I'm like, I'm so sorry you can't, but she designs a kick-ass brand. So 
You can definitely you. have her for branding. Still happy to work with anyone on branding for sure. I'm so happy that we have really more time to focus on that now. And that was a huge part of the shift is that now I do get to pour more time and more intention into the brand design projects. And I'm so, so thankful for that. Uh, and part of making the shift was building a really great referral list. So if you want help with website design, we'll make sure to put you in good hands too. Yeah, you're the literal best. It's fine. She's honestly, my friends who are listening, when I tell you, no one else can touch my brand ever in a million years. Just saying. I approve this message. For my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. This has been such a great episode. I feel refreshed. I think I maybe needed to hear some of these things because as you know, seasonally inquiries come in for things that I don't really do anymore. And I really, it does make me kind of sad. You guys, I'm like, I want to be able to say yes to everybody for everything. And so, um, I think I needed this episode just as much as maybe some of our listeners do. So as we wrap up, hit me with your unpopular opinion on refining your offers in your business. I guess my unpopular opinion is just that it's okay to be ruthless about this. <laughs> For anyone listening, I encourage you to really ask yourself what is truly essential in your business. And again, not the things that you think are essential or the things that you know, you've been doing since the beginning and you've always done it this way. So it must be essential, but to really get real with yourself about what's really essential for your life and for your business, where do you find that profit and joy? And don't be afraid to cut things out completely. I feel like we kind of trick ourselves into, well, if I just streamline it enough or automate this workflow or that, it'll be better. And it might be. And, you know, there are areas of your business where doing some of that streamlining can help. But there are also areas of business where when you really take a good look at it, you might just decide this is not essential to my profit and my joy, and I'm going to let go of it completely. So ask yourself that. What are the things you've always considered essential that might not be? Uh, you know, you've always thought Instagram is essential to your business. Is it? What if you didn't have it? How about that monthly membership you're paying for? Do you need to keep investing in that? or the marketing strategies that you've used from day one, you know, really take a look at what offerings are eating up the most time and giving you the least joy. Take a good look at each of those services and ask yourself, are they worth trading the sunsets for? You know, if it's not, it's time to just ruthlessly refine what you offer. And remember that you have the power to completely let go of anything that's not serving you in this season. And you can do that. You're the business owner. You get to do that. I love that. Let's all be savage like Sarah. That's amazing. I love, I want to, next time I have to make a big decision, I'm going to be like, let's get ruthless lately. Like we can do this. You know, I'm here for that. I'll be the one to be like, yep, cut it out. <laughs> I know. Who am I make kidding? I, I will be talking to you, not myself. You can tell me to be ruthless. It'll be a time to make room for bigger and better things as you have many times before and will continue to do. I feel like that's just been one of the most rewarding parts of getting to do life and business together, even though it is bittersweet to let go of some of the things that are no longer serving you. I love watching how it makes room for the bigger and better things. And I have no doubt that they're just going to keep being more and more incredible ahead. Thank you, friend. Um, for those of you who want to stay in touch with Sarah, she does not hang out on Instagram, but I'm going to like get you guys hooked up with her newsletter because she sends beautiful emails and she's just the person that you want to be in touch with, especially, I mean, every single one of you guys need a kick-ass brand. So you need to like hang out. And actually I want to take back the word kick-ass because I feel like it is, but more than that, it's like, I love Sarah's process of intentional, beautiful, like well thought out and thoughtful and thorough brand. Like it's not, it's not 
what you've probably experienced ever before. So we're going to get all your info linked up for the people. Y'all need to keep up with Sarah because she is the literal best. Thank you so much. Yeah, I would love to see you guys on my email list. That's kind of where I've poured a lot of my time and focus for communication since I'm not on Instagram. And I feel like a resource we might need to drop here is my blog post with templates for saying no. Um, It's so that you can save those to your little email snippets. And whenever you feel like you want to quit something or set some boundaries, I'm definitely here to support that. And I wonder if that might be something that could benefit your audience as, as they're going through this refinement process in their businesses too. Yeah. Um, we will definitely link that in the show notes. You guys better go grab that immediately. And can I also, I don't, I probably have them somewhere, but I'm going to have to go and get them for myself again. I'll send them to you. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for being on the show again. And I always love when you're on, it's so much fun to like have a real chat where we forget we're in podcasting. That's the best. I love that about this podcast that we just get to have our regular friendship chats and everybody gets to listen in. I can't wait to hear what your audience is going through, what they're refining in their business. And, you know, if they ever need someone to complain to about the difficult parts of this, you and I are both here to listen and walk through that season with them. Yeah, 100%. Y'all let us know what you think of this episode and we will see you guys on the next one. For show notes and resources mentioned on today's episode, head to SoHere'sTheThingPodcast.com. This show is brought to you by the Creative Educator Academy, where we teach creative entrepreneurs how to teach, because I believe that industries thrive when experts can share their knowledge well. If you're enjoying the podcast, I'd love to read your review on iTunes or see your rating on Spotify. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.